It's Thursday, and that means we have Tim Lundy in the studio. You walk, I, I mean, I am just the stand-in, but you walked in on crutches. Yes, I did. <laughs> what happened? Sprained my ankle. Walking on the mountain? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It's um, not nearly as bad as um, the last time. but it's, What was the last time? The last time was about five years ago. I tore three ligaments. Walking on the mountain? Um, no, that was actually stepping <laughs> off a pavement. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I feel bad saying were there any rescue operations this no, week? No, there wasn't. I was close <laughs> enough to my car, thank goodness. I didn't go for a very long walk at all. It was just a little stroll. Um, so, yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, at 100 <laughs> meters and, and I was back at my car. I had to hop back to my car in excruciating pain, but I'll be fine. I'll How be. long are you going to be on crutches for? Um, probably the next day or two, I reckon. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, it's recovering quite quickly, so... I'm very positive. <laughs> is it hard for you not to be on the mountain? Um, no, well, it's only been two days. Okay. <laughs> I'll be all right. It's when it starts becoming like a week or two, then I'll start to get a bit itchy, which is probably going to happen. I, I don't think I'll be hitting the hills in the next two weeks or so. Okay. Um, I wanted to just start off with talking about tourist season coming up. Summer's coming. Yes. Um, and and I ask from a personal point of view because I live close to the mountain and I watch the uh, the frantic torchlights sending SOS signals yes. as people wander up the mountain and then get lost. Yeah. Um. So, what kind of you know if people do have friends coming into town and and they want to go for a walk up the mountain? Number one, where can they get a map of the trails? Um, Cape Union Mart has got uh, Slingsby's maps, okay. um, and there, there are quite a few other places that have also got his maps as well. Um, there are other maps, but I, I prefer Slingsby's maps because they're very detailed, okay. um, and they do get updated quite regularly. So they've got all the names of the trails and um, any hazards that there are, they're, they're there. Um, any routes that are closed will be, be on there as well. So it's very, very detailed um, maps to have and they, they fold up quite nicely into sort of a weatherproof plastic um, that you can very easily just put into your pocket or into into the backpack um, signage on the on the mountain how's that looking um, look sandbox have made it very clear that they don't want to have hundreds and millions of signs all over the mountain which I can understand because it does kind of look um, a little bit overcrowded but what they have done is that every intersection or majority of the intersections, they've got what is called hubs, which are these cylindrical um, stone um, structures that are sort of waist height, and on them will have a map of where you are in relation to everything else. And it'll tell you the time that it'll take you from where you are to wherever you need to get to, to the next hub. So those are very useful because if you you don't know the mountain um, and you get to an intersection, you don't know whether to go left, right, straight backwards um it'll tell you exactly where those where those routes are going to go so they're very very helpful and informative but if you're still feeling lost on each one of those they've got what is called a hub number and then they've got the emergency number at the bottom um and often people do phone that emergency number and um they will then find out what the hub number is and then as rescue, when we come out to get you, we know exactly where you are because you've given us the hub number. So each hub has got its own number, so we know exactly where on the mountain you are. Um, any rescues this week? Yes. There were three that ran on 
Saturday all at the same time. Um, and then there was one earlier that day. So there were four in total on Saturday. What time on Saturday? Um, one was in the morning, and then the other three were late afternoon. Um, so I missed the rugby, but apparently I didn't miss much. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, everyone down safely. And um, yeah, now that was, and then on Monday as well, there was another rescue as well, which was a little bit more serious. But again, the person was taken to hospital and. Off which mountain? Off Table Mountain. Okay, so these are all off Table Mountains. Uh, one was, yeah, they were all in, in that sort of region. Um, two, yeah, three of them were in Tab Mountain, and another one was on Lion's Head. Yeah, Lion's Head can be scary. I know I've got, I yeah. go up there with my kids often, and it, you have to be careful. Yeah, you got to be very careful. I mean, Lion's Head is 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 one of those mountains that people just underestimate um, because it looks a lot smaller than Tab Mountain, and so many people want to go up it because it's been advertised as this spectacular. We were talking about it last um, last week that um, the route to Wally's Cave has actually been closed. Oh, really? Because there's so many people that the the route has actually taken far too much um, strain, um, and the vegetation and the path itself is starting to erode. So they've actually shut it down so that give nature a bit of a chance to to come back because so many people are using it. And of course, we've got crazy season coming up, so. I think we can safely say that um, the crazy season has already started. So, what yeah. happens during crazy? So just people who've never been on that mountain, never walked just those a lot trails more, before. Yeah, a lot more people on on all the trails. Um, so you get a lot more people that are lost, uh, a lot more people that are getting injured because they're just a lot more people. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's almost frightening the, the how often we see it. Yeah, well, I mean, you look up and there's another torch, and we're like, yeah. There's a, yeah. No, I mean, it happens in season. It gets really, really busy. Um, and Wasa are kept on the toes constantly. So, but, yeah, I mean, we, we, we do what we can and as best we can and try and get to people as quickly as possible. And if it's during the day, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sure you've discussed these mm. with <laughs> Coquetto <fine>. alone. <laughs> yeah. I'm the newbie. Yeah. Um, then if it's during the day, you go up physically yourselves and, and you bring those people down if they've been injured. Whether it's a day or night, yeah, depending on what the conditions are. So at night, we do rescues at night as well. Um, but if it is deemed to be too dangerous for the rescuers to actually get to the people, um, and also based on the circumstances that that person's in. If, they are, if they've got a warm jacket, they're out of the rain, they're out of the wind, um, then, and they're not injured and it's not life-threatening, often what will happen is we will wait until the next morning. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the time we will go up and just get them, especially if people are lost. If they, they're sort of ambling around the mountain, we'd rather just go and get them, especially if we know where they are. And that's why we always say that um, when you do call in to to ask for rescue, don't move. Because if you if you say I'm at point A, we then take an hour and a half, two hours, quite easily to get to you, um, and you've moved. Now we're trying to find a needle in a haystack. The mountain's huge, um, and especially if it's dark at night. Um, so then it gets it gets very very tricky. So. If you ever do call for help, just stay exactly where you are. It will take time. It's not like you make a phone call and it's missed delivery mm. within 20 minutes. But the last time I spoke to you, you talked about what you should have in your backpack. So you should yes. have enough to... Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we spoke about that last week as well, um, but with day pack. 
Okay. Um, and, and basically did that because the season's coming up and people are not um, taking the things that they really need. Um, the one thing they really, really do need is water. I can't stress that enough. Water is like the one thing <laughs> that people really need, especially if you're going up Lion's Head or Platter Club because there is no water on those routes. None whatsoever. And people don't realize that. Yeah, well, Platter Club has got water at the bottom, but of course you're only just starting, so why would you think mm. I need water? It's only when you're halfway up and you go, oh, I really need water. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Plattercliff. Um, tonight's topic, routes up and down uh, the front and the back table of Table Mountain. Yeah, so I thought I would start with um, Plattercliff. Um, and, yeah, they, they, I, I wanted to sort of go the whole way around um, the, the – the front table and then the back table, which is known as the back table. Okay. And the sort of, there are loads and loads of routes, but I'm sort of sticking to the ones that are the more popular ones and, and what, what you should stay away from or when you should stay away from certain routes. Um, so Plata Clip, the one time that you should really stay away from Plata Clip is when it's like in the 30s or late 20s and never ever leave at 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock because mm. that's the heat of the day and so many people do leave at that time of the day and of course by one thirty, two o'clock because it takes normally around about two hours to get to the top um, they've got no water you're dealing with a case of dehydration because um, people also sometimes don't have enough to eat and of course your body's now overexerting itself and it's it's running low on energy and you've got no water so you run into problems quite quickly so yeah I mean Plattaclip look it is it is the I would say the most popular route to get to Table Mountain, yeah. people always sort of look at it and go, well, that's that's the route to get to the top and you conquer Table Mountain. Um, but just be very careful with it. Rather try and tackle it in the middle of the, or in the in the morning, not the middle of the day, or late afternoon, definitely not late afternoon. And also just check the weather. If it's going to be blowing later, uh, it's not going to affect you, but it's going to affect the cable car. Yeah. So if you're planning you on coming down at the, the cable car, that, yeah. you don't want to be stuck because the walk down is a lot worse than the walk up. On your body, on your legs, you, you'll have jelly legs by the time you get to the bottom. I know many people who do the platter clip challenge every year. Yes. For those guys that run up and down, yeah. well, they come down on the cable car and do it like, I yeah, think the, yeah. the record was like 11, yeah. which is insane. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> India Fenster. India Fenster, also very popular, um, and I would say growing in popularity. It's a little bit more strenuous than platter clip. I'm a little bit more exposed than platter in fact, a lot more exposed than, than platter clip. Um, because there are chains and staples at, at a section that you need to go. And then when you get nearer the top, there is a section where sort of three, four meters away is the edge of a very large cliff. So you just have to be very, very careful when you're walking on that. And again, no water. So definitely take water and, and leave early in the morning. And take more than one bottle. Absolutely. Sure, yeah. Take two liters per person. Okay. You may not drink all two liters, but at least you have it. Um, if you drink one liter, you're gonna you're gonna finish it if it's a hot day, um, and then you run into problems because you, you your body's craving that that water and that sort of replenishment because you're burning up so much energy and you're sweating. Um, so the two liters definitely. I mean, I've I've always take two liters. I never finish it, but in a case of an injury or something, you're gonna spend a lot more time than you thought you would. And then Clough Corner um, and Clough um, Corner or the the ridge. Um, is also another um, route. It's not as popular as the others, and it is also very exposed. Where is it? 
So if you are looking right at the the cable station and yeah. you've got that sort of knife edge that goes all the way down where all the telephone poles are on, that's Clough, Clough Ridge. Those are the guys you see walking out when you're in the cable car? That's India Fenster. Okay. So you'll see them if you look out the cable car, if you're going up, if you look to your right and you see that ridge, you might see some people okay. going up on that. And then um, Blinkvata, which is closed. And it's closed for a very good reason. There have been far too many people who have lost their lives there. Um, it is very, very dangerous. And Sam Parks have closed it. And I just ask everyone, please just respect What's the What's the danger with that trail? It's just very, very steep, very slippery. Um, loose rocks. Um, just very exposed. And, and it's just too dangerous. There's just too much loose and exposed and 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 um, steep sections that are just too dangerous to to actually tackle okay um and then diagonal and porcupine ridge or porcupine ravine sorry um i would say do this one in summer if you're going to do it in winter just make sure it hasn't rained a couple of days before so where is this now so if you're now going above camps bay yep so we we're sort of working our way around yeah along the atlantic coast now um, so diagonal comes off the pipe track. Okay. And then it goes up. Um, but it's also one of those routes that if you're going to do it, do it with somebody who's done it before. Because it is a, a route that you can easily get lost. And again, it also has claimed a couple of lives with people coming down. Because we do the pipe track a lot. And it's it's very easy to be tempted up that trail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, You're doing the pipe track, and it's all lovely, and and all of them. Like, oh, let's take a yeah. little. Yeah, all of them are like that. All of them, you, when you're standing there, you look at them, and you go, "Well, that doesn't look too difficult." Mm. You're climbing up to 800 meters or so, so you you're doing quite a quite a steep climb. And the thing with with that particular route is that it um, it's steep. Um, I did a rescue last year, I think it was, um, on that particular route, and. Yeah, it, it it's very, very steep. So you, you end up getting very, very tired. So, again, um, don't do it in the middle of summer and don't do it in the late after- afternoon. Um, in fact, all the walks along that side, don't do them in the late afternoon. And don't do it as a last-minute decision if you're walking the pipe track. Yeah, no, don't. Yeah, Definitely. If, you, if you're not planning to do it, I wouldn't. Rather rather plan to do it um, and prepare for it because it, it's, it's, it's one of those routes that will catch you off guard. And then one of the probably the most popular, I think, on on that sort of Twelve Apostles section is Castile's Port, which is quite a, in my books, it's quite an easy walk up. Um, and again, I always tackle it in the morning. Uh, there's nothing worse than trying to take one one of those paths in the middle of the day, even like eleven o'clock. By that stage, the sun has already come over, so the whole route is exposed in full sunlight. So you're walking for an hour and a half in in twenty five thirty degree heat. And, yeah, dehydration is going to kick in quite quickly. Um, and then Woody Ravine, um, not one of my favorites, I've got to be honest. But it is one of those routes that if you want to get off the mountain quickly, then I would come down Woody because it is, it's quite steep. Um, so the descent is quite quick and you, you get back to the pipe track quite quickly. Um, it's not a bad one to climb up. Um, but coming down again, you have to be very, very careful where you put your feet, because it can. All of them, when you're coming down, you've just got to be very, very careful. Um, but Woody, w- w- yeah, Woody's. It's a lot, a lot of shade because there's quite a lot of trees in it. 
Um, it didn't get the name Woody because of the cheese. <laughs> How did it get the name Woody? Um, well, you've got Woodhead um, Dam, and it was the, the guy that that started the whole <laughs> thing. So that I'd, that's where Woody gets its um, name from. And then another one that is closed, and I did it as a child, and I've, so I've only ever done it once. And I remember when I did it, just thinking to myself, this is like the worst route on this mountain because it is so steep and so loose. Um, and as you're walking, the ground is literally just giving away at your feet, which is Slung Early Ravine. When was it closed? It was closed about two years ago. Okay. And I see people have kind of ignored it. Um, many years ago when I was a child, um, we went up to the Woodhead, the old Woodhead Dam. Um, or not the dam, the, the, the tunnel. Um, and that was when the infrastructure was still there. They had like a staircase that they'd built at the turn of the century. Um, but that's all gone. It's all rusted. The wood's rotted. It's gone. Um, so you can't actually access that side of the tunnel. It's just incredibly dangerous. So, yeah, it's long early. Stay away from Don't Don't ever try and attempt it. And, and Sam Parks have put signs up there for a very good reason. Because it's just too dangerous. When they close these routes, what do they actually... So they'll put a sign at the top and the bottom, and they will just say, closed, um, very highly dangerous, don't tempt this. And do you still find that some people just ignore that? Well, you know, some people almost see it like a challenge. They'll, they'll That's look just at it. stupid. It is stupid, but you get all kinds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so people will see it as like a challenge, like you can't tell me what to do. I'll do it. Yeah, I, until I can they get, you know, carried off the mountain on a exactly. stretcher. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then moving further around, one of my other favorites is Corridor Ravine. Um, and I once described this as the, the blinking light at the end of a corridor in a, in a scary movie because it just never seems to get any closer. <laughs> <laughs> the, the top just keeps coming and keeps coming. It never, never seems to get any closer. But it's actually, out of all the routes, it's actually quite a, quite a nice route up. It's not, not too difficult. Is something you could do with your kids? Um, I would say sort of 12 years and up, yes. Okay. You know, I wouldn't do it with, with smaller kids. It might just be a little bit too much for them because you've got to go from Camps Bay is probably your, your closest starting point. Um, and you've still got to go along the pipe track and then up corridor and past Slung Early and past Woody and, and then go around. So it, by that stage, then you get to the top of the mountain, you've still got to come back down again. So Which is the route that you would recommend for? For what? For family. Well, we're still, we still going to get to that oh, point because okay. there is a little bit further around the mountain. So then right at the end of the Twelve Apostles is Landadna Ravine, which is also very popular with trail runners. Um, it's also had quite a few incidents, but they've they've improved the path quite a lot. Um, they've put staples in, they've put proper steps in with rocks, they've cleared the vegetation. But in saying that, there is still a lot of loose little stones and stuff that land on the bigger rocks, and you have to be aware of, of the fact when you're putting your foot down, one of those can actually just slip you up straight away. Okay. So they, um, but yeah, again, all of those do in the morning. Don't don't try and attempt them after lunchtime because you ju you're just going to be walking in full sun and it just makes it three times harder than it normally should be and three times as dangerous yes. ten times as dangerous yeah, yeah yeah and then one of my favorite routes um of the lot purely because of its adventure and mystique is um Marburg's waterfall ravine now i don't attempt it in winter 
I, I stay away from it in winter. It's completely covered in trees. So the whole time, you can do it in any time of the day in summer, and you'll be in shade the whole way up. Um, so that's that's nothing to, to worry about. In winter time, though, because it's covered in trees all the time, the rocks become incredibly slippery. Okay. So you have to be very, very careful. Um, and, and you're climbing up a ravine over rocks. And as you get closer to the top, it gets narrower and narrower. Um, so your choices of, of route are less and less as you go. What do you love so much about it? It just It's totally different to, to the rest of it because you're in an Afromantan forest. It, and, and, and you can't actually see the rest of the city because of the tree, uh, the canopy. You, you could be anywhere. Um, but yet you in Cape Town and you, you know, the city is just right there, but you can't see it. You sort of kind of get taken away in a bit of a dreamland. It's quite nice. And then when you come out the top, you, the views are just spectacular. Okay, you've sold me on that one. <laughs> um, and then one which you need a permit for is Dyer's Gorge. Um, that's an orange cliff. So we're now moving around towards Constantia next side. Um, so you, you can only get a permit with, with sand parks, and they are very strict about it. So um, there are a few people that, like myself that can actually get a permit to do it and lead people into it um i did one uh we we went into orange cliff a couple of months ago with um diesel van der verstaisen mm. i saw those Coquette pictures saw, yeah that's yeah, lovely up there and again that one in f- like heavy winter there are sections that i wouldn't i wouldn't go in how can people find out about somebody taking them in well they can they can contact me um, i'll give my details right at the end okay um but yeah they can they can speak to sam parks because they've also they'll have rangers that will organize to to take people in as well okay amazing um and then yeah you you were asking about the kids um constantia corner um which was one of my father's favorite routes up he absolutely loved it and i enjoyed it as well it's really it's a uh, the views sort of change as you walk um, and it has sort of different levels of of difficulty, um, and at the end of it, you come out at De Villiers Dam, which is right up at the top. Um, and yeah, it's, it's ringing a lot of bells. I think I might have done it as a, as a child, but I certainly didn't know it was called Constantia Corner. <laughs> yeah, and then it's beautiful. The, yeah, no, it's very, it is very beautiful. The one that I would recommend for for family, um, and not because it's easy. Um, because the only easy way up the mountain is in the cable car. <laughs> <laughs> the rest are, are very difficult. Um, but the bridle path is um, the road that goes up to the, the dams. So people do walk up that, but I've, I've got to just say that it is prepared to to walk and, <laughs> and, and sweat because it is you're walking up a very, very steep road. Um, when we do rescues, we have to drive up that road, and I pretty much close my eyes the whole way up because it is quite a scary road to drive. On. But you get to have a swim in the dam on the way up. Not allowed to swim in the dams. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know okay. they. Sam Parks don't like it very much. In the, okay, sorry, I'm day. clearly not a regular on this <laughs> on this feature, right? No swimming in the dams. Um, and then we move around to the sort of southern suburb side, and probably the one route that. I like the least is Nursery Ravine, which is above um, Kirstenbosch Gardens. Mm. And the reason I don't like it as much is because going up is just, I just feel like you, 
you're hiking to get to the top. There's no other. The view is nice, but there are other places where the views are nice as well, and you don't have to work as hard. Um, so it, it's quite a quite a steep climb um, and hard work. And coming down is even worse. Um, I've yet to come down there with and get to the bottom, and have not have shaking legs like I'm having a, a fit or something. <laughs> um, and we were walking past it on Sunday, and I, I said to the people, I said, if if you ever come past this way and you see anybody coming down, don't talk to them. <laughs> and they're like, why? And I said, because they don't want to talk to you. <laughs> they don't want to talk to anybody. They just they're just happy to be at the end of it, and they they're not smiling. They've left their sense of humour at the so top. So it's if you want a challenge. Yes, if you want a challenge and you really yeah. want a fitness, yeah, that nursery ravine is a. It's a good one to That's tackle. It's a good one, yeah. And then Skeleton Gorge, um, again, very much like Mybergs, um, covered in trees the whole way. So you you sort of protect it from the city and, and you're sort of walking in this Afro-Mantan forest. However, you've sort of about three quarters of the way up, you, you come across ladders. And they're not terribly difficult ladders. You've just got to be paying attention. But in winter time, because the ladders are made of wood, and because it's in a forest, they become very slippery, and that's where the accidents happen. People slip off them because the the rungs become very very slippery. Okay. So I always just say to people, rather rather do it summer, um, or autumn, but don't, you know, after heavy rains, don't rather don't, because it um, it just becomes a little bit too dangerous. Near the top as well, you would sort of walk in the river itself. Um. And and that has its hazards as well. You know, when you you start to get tired, you you're not paying as much attention. You start slipping on rocks and stuff. Um, right. So we've got to skeleton. So then Newlands Newlands Ravine, which won't get you to the top. That's the one that won't. I've done that now twice. Um, it's still a lovely walk. It's a, it's quite a challenging climb as well. But it'll get you into the neck between Devil's Peak and the side of Tab Mountain. And the views are spectacular Beautiful. because as you come over you're looking down into mm. the city bowl. So it's a it's a really nice um, nice walk. Um, but as I said, won't it won't won't necessarily get you straight to the top. There are routes from there that will get you to the top, but they are very difficult and I'd rather not advertise <laughs> <laughs> those ones. <laughs> um, if people want to do that then they, they should really go with somebody that knows knows the route. Um, bridal path? Yeah, the bridal path. Well, that was the one with the, the family, yes, the family, okay. um, family route. Um, it's also one of those routes that if you do run into trouble, it's quite easy to come and get you because you're on the road. There's just a, a question coming in. Um, we were talking about Lion's Head at the beginning, um, saying I so much want to go up Lion's Head, but I want to know if it's too dangerous for a blind person to attempt. I have done Platter Clip many times, but never Lion's Head. Please advise. Um, look, I don't know if the, that person has somebody that can guide them, but uh, yeah, I, I would be very hesitant to take okay. somebody who who can't see because it's you know the closer you get to the top, like you said, it's trickier. Right, it's, it gets it's very tricky. tricky. You've got two ladders, you've got chains. You can bypass the chains, but even that, when you come around the corner, there's a very very large drop off. Okay. I mean, so the recommendation would be to go with. With someone go def- definitely. I wouldn't. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't go up there with my eyes closed. That's for sure. I mean, it's just 
it's it's a very very tricky um, route um, for people who can see where they're going um, at night when when people do these walks down um, with with headlamps even with headlamps it, it can be very very tricky okay um, what's the the fastest route up Table Mountain fastest route I would say would be Plateau Club um, to okay. get to the top of Table Mountain. All the rest, obviously, the back table, you've still got to get from the back table up to Table Mountain. So Plateau Clip would probably be the fastest. So you're looking at around about, if you're really fit, an hour and a half. Um, but the average person probably just around about two hours. Um, how can people get hold of you to, to find out um, about anything that you've chatted about? Um, Perhaps if they want this list, because I want to start working my way through this yeah. list. I love this list. Um, or if they want to get hold of your book. If they want to get hold of my book, um, exclusive books, I've got it. Um, Takealot.com, I've got got the book as well. Just remind us of the title. That's Family Walks in Cape Town. Okay. So that's for people who want to start beginning walks or with grandparents or children. It's A lot of those walks are not even on the mountain. They're just through green belts and other places that... Um, there's so much to explore down below that doesn't require huge amounts of, of energy and that'll gonna tie you out. So it's a good way to start to get yourself in, into hiking and then start with, with the lion's head and platter clip and yeah, I mean there's so that's many. what we started with with our kids. Lion's head, then platter yeah. clip and then Silver Mine is also next. fantastic for kids. Yeah. The whole of Silver Mine is is brilliant for kids. But if people want to get a hold of me, it's um at um Hiking Cape Town and then website is capetownhiking.ca.za and uh, tim at capetownhiking.ca.za Tim Lundy, lovely to see yeah. you again. Yeah, Thank you, you so much. Thank